I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. The saying this with no pun intended, but full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, is your boy Pride. And I got the man, the myth, the legend himself. He hates me, but I had to bother him to get him on. The biggest fan of the Portland Trailblazers is that man, Coach Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man. I had to bother you. You know, I had man, to I already know, man. I, man, shout out to you, man, for coming in the chat, for uh, helping me out, man, and being, being out for me. Don't invite me onto the show. Our relationship and got you know better ever yeah. since you know the Kobe and LeBron situation and all that. But like I said, we all have a different aspects. That's yeah. fine, and uh, it's fun. It's fun. At the end of the day, I yeah. at least I still got Kobe in my top ten. That's all, and I still got LeBron in the top five. You and know, they they are great players. I, as long as I got, as long as I still got him in the top ten, I feel like I'm not that crazy. Yeah. Now, if I had him out. That's a whole other story. Oh, okay. everybody get you. Everybody get oh, killed. Yeah. But I want to start with you. College football, you know. Okay. A little birdie told me, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, and again, when it comes to college football, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, maybe people think it's extremely difficult to understand, but I'm looking at the rankings here. And I'll be honest, some of these are very confusing, right? Mm-hmm. And the overall point I was saying earlier. I believe UTSA is getting disrespected. You know, they're a small school. Me personally, in my world, I feel like records should matter. Yep. You know, like for instance, and I want to, I want to bring it up so that way those of you who are watching can see. Mm-hmm. So we got Georgia at one, Alabama at two, Oregon at three, Ohio State at four, Cincy at five, Michigan at six, Michigan State at seven, which. We that that should that that that's not right. They should be over uh, Michigan, right? By far, hundred percent. Especially when you know they just played. They they um, just beat them. Yep. Notre Dame at eight, Oklahoma State at nine, Wake Forest at ten, Baylor at eleven, Ole Miss at twelve, uh, Oklahoma at thirteen, BYU at fourteen, um, Wisconsin at fifteen, Texas A&M at sixteen, Iowa seventeen, Pittsburgh eighteen, San Diego State nineteen, um, North Carolina State uh, at twenty, at twenty one is Arkansas, twenty two UTSA, which again. Disrespectful. Yep. Yep. Um, 23, Utah, 24, Houston, and 25, Mississippi State. Um, with obviously you guys can see on the bottom, um, yep. drops the rankings both Auburn, who was ranked 17th, and Purdue, who was ranked 19th. At yep. some point, and coach, maybe you see, you see it a little different differently than me. Okay. It's it's a possibility, you know. Okay. But in college football, wins matter, right? Yeah, I mean, wins matter in any sport you play. I mean, basketball, football, don't give a damn what it is. Wins matter in any sport. That's how you get your ranking. Uh, you don't win championships if you don't win. You don't You don't win none of those if you don't win, if your record don't, doesn't even matter. Uh, this is what you play the game for. But like I said, again, I didn't see many teams that they say uh, that beat Power 5 teams. I mean, I mean I'm going to take it uh, a couple of years ago uh, so uh, people can understand what we're talking about. But you're saying some of these teams are not better than the Oklahomas, than the Alabamas, than those Michigan. So let's let's take them back a little bit more, Prize. So mm-hmm. we remember that year that uh, Boise State uh, was in a Mountain Conference. I remember that year, cleanest day. They the, 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 they said they wasn't playing nobody. The committee basically said they weren't playing anybody. Right. So you go to the Fiesta Bowl. Did they beat Oklahoma? Did they beat Oklahoma on a Statue of Liberty play behind the Statue? Of Li- Did they beat Oklahoma? Okay, we gonna take it back. So with UCF, mm. did, did they beat Baylor? Did they dominate Baylor when they had Blake? I was about to say, they yeah. didn't just beat them. They dominated them. They dominated. So, so some of these schools, you you, disres- you you keep disrespecting. They can beat some of these teams up there in the top ten. Now you now you you now the other now the team that's at twenty two, they should be at least at 14, 14, mm-hmm. 15, something up and down. We didn't say we didn't say they should be in the top four. Just put them eighteen slots up. We didn't say that. We just said and, 15 or 14. And the person you're referring to, you know, I, I don't want to be mean and, you know, 
anything, but they they have a problem understanding because the only person we said should be in the top four was Cincinnati. And mm-hmm. we were talking about a Cincinnati of the top four teams, who were they beating? And yep. I said, and I believe you agreed with me on this. Yeah. They're beating Ohio State. They're beating Oregon. Yeah. They beat Alabama, but I thought it was yep. going to be close. Yeah. And I had the only team they weren't beating was Georgia. Was Georgia, yeah. Yeah, I think they can beat Oregon, uh, Ohio State. I think they can definitely have a chance against Oregon and Ohio State. Georgia is the only team I, I really think they can't they they can't handle. Alabama somewhat, because Alabama is obviously they really played against somebody they struggled. They obviously struggled when they mm-hmm. played against great a pretty decent team. They struggled. Right. You see when they lost to AM. When they lost, y'all played out pointed by AM. So Cincinnati deserved to be in the top top four. For me, over Oregon, I would have put them over Oregon in the top four. Uh, because right. they're undefeated. Oregon got uh got, got just Oregon just destroyed Ohio State. But like I say again, they're gonna have to win out. Uh, to get there, that Michigan, that now that Michigan and Ohio State game is going to be big. That's going to determine where who Cincinnati's move up, and that's going to determine which one of them gets in the playoff. Or Michigan can Michigan finally beat John Harp, beat uh Ohio State, and try to fight his way into the playoff picture in a Big Ten title game. So that game is going to be huge as well. But again, and if we I'm both, mistaken, I want to mm-hmm. double check. That's the last game of the season. Yep. For- both for both guys. So, like you said, it it matters to the point that like mm-hmm. not only they gotta hold their their end of the bargain, you know, in terms of leading up, but it's not like if they if if they were playing them this week, you know, yeah, it would it would be a little different because yeah, if they lost, you know, they still have one more game. So perhaps the fact that it's the last game, yeah, that that, that matters yeah. a lot. That matters a lot. Yeah, no matter that game is gonna matter. That game is going to matter a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, bro, like, and again, here's the thing for UTSA. Um, when you out, when you, some of these games that they're scoring, they got a couple 45s, I got a 44, a 52, mm-hmm. and a 54. Mind you, that 54 was a shutout, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but but, again, but this, yeah. is the, again, this is the part people need to understand. And again, the people who keep saying strength of schedule, that that again, you can't say that because mm-hmm. how many teams are ranked? 25. 25. And how many teams are in how many teams play college football? Two the front, a shit ton. Yep. A shit ton. The like, whole like, country basically. Yeah. Exactly. There, there's some teams that have two, three, four programs. Yep. So it's like you can't sit there and say, oh, yeah, just strength is good. You can't say that. You can't yep. just use that. And on top of that, the, we're look, like I'm looking at it. For instance, they've showed me that they can win shootouts. Yeah. They, they beat Illinois 37-30. Yeah. So they showed me if someone can keep up with them, they can keep it up, right? Yeah. And, and Illinois, like, matter of fact, I'm bringing this up too. Illinois, you said they beat Illinois. Illinois is a power five school. They play in the Big Ten. And then right here, funny part. Ready for yeah. people yeah. who watch go watch and cover college basketball get yeah. that. The people who just look for the number next to the name, yep, that's kind of where the conversation really tends to fall off, you know. Yep. And and so obviously I'm talking about you know with, with Lamar the, the 54, uh, they blanked them 54 nothing. Yeah. Uh, they played Memphis and they showed me they can if a game is close close, they they, they can handle their business 31 to 28. Memphis is a good team. Again, they're in the conference UCLA. They play Houston. You see, when you really, and that's the thing, when you break down their schedule, <laughs> that's the that's the part that really happens. Like, pretty, what is he talking about? They talk about they, these are pretty good schools. Yes, these and, are and, pretty and, good schools. They play. The just because a school is unranked doesn't mean they're yes. trash. Yes, and that, yes. that's that's where a lot of people tend to fall off. They also showed me that they can maintain control. Um. And when I mean by maintain control, that they can handle their business, they can make sure you know what I mean. They beat um UTEP, uh the the miners. Okay. They beat UTEP, them. Okay. It was forty four to twenty three, right? They showed me that you know again another close game. They have USM twenty seven to seventeen. Okay. Points. Um, they beat Louisiana Tech. They beat them forty five to sixteen. Okay. They got another shutout on their record. Another one. They beat Rice. They beat them 40, 45 nothing. Okay. So yep. it's like 
you know, people are saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're not really playing good teams. And it's like, all right. Now, now let's look at Georgia. They beat Clemson. I, that, which was that, that, they, that was that was the big biggest game of the year. Let, yep. uh, let the, the opening day game. They beat uh, uh, UAB, which okay. the Gators, which you know no one talks about them. Yep. They beat South Carolina, who. Yep. You know, all right. They um, all right. They beat University of Kentucky. They pretty good. They they pretty good. They beat LSU. Right. They beat LSU. They beat they LSU. Beat, they beat Auburn. Auburn. Yep. Arkansas. Arkansas. Yep. They beat uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. I Who think they beat Florida. They beat Florida as well. Yeah, and for me, Vanderbilt, people were hyping up that win. I don't look at Auburn. I, uh, not Auburn. Uh, Vanderbilt, I look at them as a baseball school. Yeah. yeah. That's just, you know what I mean? But, okay, they, yeah. they beat them. They beat Tennessee. And it's like, you. why, why don't people go to Clem, to, uh, to Georgia and be like, oh, they beat uh, UAB 56-70. And the game was easy. <laughs> like that's kind of my thing. Like if you compare, like 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 UTSA has been tested. They're yep. doing their thing, and again because they're a small school, yep, it's kind of easy to just be like, eh. Like that's yeah, easy. we just yeah, we just gonna look past them. That's just exactly. that's just, that's just that is. But so, I mean, you beat Illinois in Memphis, and you UTEP is even a school that that's pretty much very uh known. Known uh Illinois is a power five school, power five school. They play Ohio State. So they, they played a tough schedule, man. They they have not played they that that wasn't though just because you're not ranked or you you you're you're not a bad team just because you're not ranked. You're not a bad team. That goes on in any sport. Just because your record is that bad, your record is bad. That don't mean your uh your the team is that bad. That don't mean the team is actually not good, not good. So uh they just not notice, they just not notice because again they're a small school and people thinking they can't compete but i guarantee you they can compete with some of them top 10 top 10 schools up there that's already up there yeah look i'm gonna tell you this right now i like their chances against wake forest yep i like their chances against oklahoma state and notre dame mm-hmm. michigan state I, that might be a tough one yep michigan i think they beat michigan okay I don't know mm-hmm. about the top five. I don't know about. I don't know about yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio, maybe Oregon, maybe. Oh, maybe Oregon. You can maybe. sneak Oregon up now. I think they can beat Oklahoma. To be honest, I think they can catch Oklahoma. I think they can beat Oklahoma. Yeah. I think they can beat Oklahoma. Yeah. And again, and we're talking about. And here, here's the part that that kind of really uh, perplexes me, right? If you really look at it, if you really look at it, they clumped a lot of the records together. Mm-hmm. So it's Georgia ten and one. The next three, nine and one. Yeah. Which is Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. Then there's Cincy at five with ten. Mm-hmm. Then from six to ten, do you know what their record is? Nine and one, each and every single one of them. Then we got two eight and twos. Mm-hmm. We got seven and threes clumped together. So it's like, I, I, I like, like me personally, and this is just me. This is yep. just me. And by the way, I speak, I've spoken to a lot of people who watch and cover college football. Mm-hmm. And this is a unanimous, like there's a couple oddballs that like disagree, but yep. overall, this is the general consensus. It should record should be number one. Yep. Then number two should be the team stats in terms of how many yards they average per game, points per game, their defense, all those metrics. Then strength of schedule. Yeah. Because there's no way you're gonna sit here and tell me strength of schedule matters. Because if you're if you're gonna tell me that, then guess what? If you I'll, I'll put it this way, if you tell me strength of schedule matters and you still got UTSA at 22, you just yep. got to yourself. Because yep. they just went through some of their wins and some of them, yep. they, they got some solid wins. They got some solid wins on that resume. They got some solid wins. Right, they so power five schools too. At that, that they're way, they're way noticed more than they is. They're way noticed more than they is. Yep. Way more. Way more. Way more. Yep. And, and again, that's really that's the sad part about it. The sad part about it is, is they're a small school. You see the ten and zero. Yep. When you see that ten and zero, you're not really looking at them. You're kind of more along the lines thinking because again, a lot of people when they think they know college football. They're wa- they're watching Georgia highlights. They're watching Alabama highlights. Hell, Clemson highlights sometimes. Like yep. they're just really watching like the highlights and then the occasional bowl game here and there. Like they're not really watching top to bottom. And like I said, like again, 
I'm a, this is the biggest red flag. If you still got Michigan over Michigan State and you, you actually try to defend it, you're an idiot. Yep, yep. Because like I said, any like what do you do in all basketball and football in any type of football? The team that beat you, or if you in a wild card, is that team is that team ahead of you? Is that team ahead of you? Or if you're tied going into the playoffs in the NBA, you but, beat but, that team. But you it's beat college that team. basketball. Yeah. It's, it's college basketball. Yes, college. It's yeah. different. Yes. Yes. It's different. It, that yes. doesn't matter. It's college basketball. So since in basketball, wins and losses don't matter. Yep, that's what I'm saying. That's what we're saying. Yep. Like, that makes you know what I mean. Like my thing is again, at the end of the day, wins and losses matter. Yep. And and like you said in the beginning, any sport, I don't care what sport you watch, and and the the best example I give you, the the NFL power rankings. Mm-hmm. When they do the power rankings, what do they do it based upon? Winning the games, one, the record, yeah. and winning games. Winning, and w- winning games is one. Yep. Then two. Yep. The record, how, they, how they're there, yeah. So yep. it's, it's the record one, two. If yep. it's determined, they look at metrics, how their offense runs, yep, right. yep. And then they look at teams that they beat, that they beat, yeah, yep. So it's like college football rankings are the exact same thing as the NFL power rankings, yep, yep. But they somehow have two different rules, yep. And again, if you don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, just, I mean, just like Tennessee, they probably got the best re- resume in football right now. Best record, re- winning. Re- don't Tennessee play Buffalo? You want to get that strength of schedule? Buffalo, they play. Uh, they beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. They beat the, the Rams when they were hot. They beat Buffalo um, when they were undefeated. So again, it, it you know it, it it goes by everything. I mean, like I say, winning. Uh, winning is win. The only way you can get ranked up high, and the power rings will come out if this team, if your team is winning. So again, again, it's just yeah. And again, look like you're saying strength of schedule. So why, yep. why can't they be in? Yep. Why can't they be in? Like, yeah. like why can't they? And on top of that, look, they beat Indiana State. You know, they lost yep. to the BYU by three points in OT. Yep. They they uh, Chattanooga blanked them forty five nothing. Yep. Uh, Tennessee Tech another blank. 56 nothing. Yep. So I'm looking at this. They beat South Carolina. They demolished Missouri. Oh, and yeah. I'm looking at this stuff, and I'm like, hmm, if we want to go based on strength of schedule, can we kind of just sneak them in there? If if strength of schedule is is yep. that's the number one, can we yep. sneak them in there? But Possibly then- can. You, you can probably get in there. You can probably get put them in now. They 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 haven't played, even though them teams won ranked that they that they uh was beating a lot. That don't mean that don't mean those teams were uh were not were bad teams. They were very good teams that well noticed more than them. Come on, man. You mean tell me Illinois, Illinois, they, they play in a in the conference with Ohio State. They play competition, straight competition in that in that uh pack big ten division, and they beat they beat Illinois, they beat Illinois, Memphis. Player in that conference with Houston, and that's a tough conference. Yeah. Uh, with uh, SMU too, they play in that conference too. So, like I said again, to beat those guys, that, that those wins kind of matter. Those wins kind of matter. They, they they matter 110. Like, and there there's no debate. Like I said, and by the way, I'm very curious. Here's what I'm about to do. Like, here, ready? This mm-hmm. is how I'm gonna catch people slipping. UTSA, their next game is against um UOP. Mm-hmm. Um. The um, University of uh, I forgot what the, their whole thing, but the, but they they play them right. Yeah. Do you know who who UAP happened to play? Um, their second game, their week two. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. When they win, yeah, I'm gonna act a fool. See, UTSA handled their business. The instant somebody says. It was just you. I'll be like, whoa. Yep. So does that mean that we get to take that game away from Georgia? Because once that happens, I cannot wait to hear the stuttering. I cannot wait to hear the stuttering. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to talk to you about that because, like I said, bro, I I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I got some interesting messages, um, especially considering, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the individual in question. Well, well, we heard us talk about it this morning. And that's, and talk that's about the, the same, same thing to well, this morning. You want, you want to know what it is? You want to know what it is, Coach? Look, 
me, yeah. I'm a very polarizing individual. Yeah. Either either you like me or you don't, right? The problem is that when some people don't like me, they try to discredit what I say. Yeah. Now, where it puts them in a tough position is when I say something, because I know what I'm talking about. I joke around yep. and say that I'm an idiot or whatnot, but I know what I'm yep. talking about in like 90% of the stuff I say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody, all of us speak facts, man. Like exactly. I say, everybody don't right. have the same opinions, but it's fun. That's what you, it's exactly. debate. It's fun. That's what it comes down to. You don't, right. you don't expect to agree with each other every single time, but most of the time we, we speak facts. That's what we all put on here to do, have fun and entertain the people. Yep. And, and, and here, here's my thing. Here's my thing when it comes to that. Right. So, like I said, you know, people, people don't really like me. Right. And which is okay. Yeah. You know what the problem people have is when I'm with others who agree with me, they're silent, they're frozen because they're like, I don't like him. I don't want to give him any respect. Yeah. Other people are agreeing. Then when they think when, when this individual thinks they catch me by myself, it's yeah. different because again, what I'm still what I'm saying, it's not outlandish in this in this in this certain topic. It's not outlandish. Yeah, it needs to matter above all. Yep, it should be the wins. Then you need to look at their at their at their metrics. Then strength of schedule. If strength of schedule is the first thing you're looking at, you're bugging. You 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 really are bugging because I've said this before, and coach, I believe you spotlight. Yeah, coach, yeah The only time you should look at strength of schedule. Is when the teams are tied. Yep, and when you don't know for sure who you want, who you want to go with, but obviously. But if right. you if they play head to head, if they play head to head, you just then go. Then you should no, yeah, it should be no, no, it should be if, that. Yeah, if they got you should get in the head. You should get a team that won the head to head battle. Like if Michigan State, if Michigan State and Michigan comes head to head, they if you if you have a tough time bowing them, you don't know where they'll go to straight to schedule. I would go with Michigan State because the head to head matchup. I don't, I don't give a care about no goddamn because they more better. They more. I don't care about that. That day they won better. They won better that day. They won better that day. Then Michigan State came from behind and beat them. They came from behind and beat them. So and, hey. and that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, I, I, I'm very like, how do you win? Like when you're down and out, do you give up or do you keep fighting? Yep. Like, that matters, but again, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, since Pride said it, it doesn't count. I will say one thing. I'm going to be very interesting if let's say. I, in, a, in, a, in a perfect world, if Alabama loses to you know Oregon or Ohio State, mm -hmm. if they had lost to them, I would be very curious if if the, if we're having the same conversation in terms of strength. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? like, yeah. I just think I, I think that would be funny, but you know, I, I yeah. just wanted to you know get up because I'll be honest, man. Yeah. When it comes to college football, I I feel like I know it. I I know I know a great man. Game. Yes, yes. I yes. know what I'm talking about. The thing is, I've never had anyone to talk about it with, right? So yeah. a lot of people kind of think, oh, you don't know because you never talk about it. And it's like, well, yeah. it's just because y'all don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like I, I vibe with soccer. I like soccer. Not mm -hmm. like you know, not a lot of people watch it. So why am I gonna come up to you and be like, hey yo, Messi Ronaldo, who you got? Or do you think Neymar yeah. can be in that conversation? Or Luis Suarez, do you think he can still hang around? Or yeah. uh, uh, Zlat uh, Zlat uh, Zlatan. He's he's kind of he's doing that. I'm not gonna come to you and talk to you about that stuff. Why? Because if if that's not what you watch, why am I gonna talk about it? You know yep. what I mean? It's yep. just, it's I, I definitely it's, agree with you. You know, it's it's just funny. You know what I mean? Because we live in a world where people, um, it's it's just easy to hate. You know what I mean? But yo, coach, yeah. As much as they hate me, they can't get enough of me. Oh, oh shit! Like I say I can't get enough of you of you either. Shit, I have fun all the time, man. I have it's fun. Honestly, it's always fun. We're being being on morning shows with you, being here is always fun, man. Like I say, most of the time we've been agreeing with each other, but it's gonna be some times when when we're not we're not in agreement. But that's what it's all about, man. It's right. all about having fun. We got different perspectives. At least you have Kobe down. At least you have Jordan now. Yes. I have LeBron right there. I have LeBron. Yes. I have LeBron right there. They're all great players. They're all great yes, players. Yes, yes, they are. They're all great players. Yeah, they, they definitely are. But um, but speaking because you said you talk about Kobe, uh, who's a mm -hmm. Laker. Um, Russ still has absolutely, you know, he's still not looking so good. He's really not, you know. Um, my thing is that at some point, and I, I'll be honest with you, I was talking to Jay about this. Okay. And I was, I think you might have been there too. I probably was. Yeah. I think you were there too. Yeah. 
when I was saying we should give the Lakers time until Christmas. Yeah. And Jay said, hold on now. This team is without Braun is still a team that should make the playoffs. That should be enough. So yeah. why should we give them time? And when I heard that, it almost changed. I ain't gonna lie, it changed my mind. Yeah. I ain't gonna hold you because that's all that's an angle I didn't look at. Yeah. So I, I'm low-key and in, in the in the camp where I think they should trade Russ now. Mm -hmm. Because the longer you hold on to him, the less you're gonna be able to get in return. Yep. But let's say the late you know do, first of all, do you think the Lakers should consider trading Russ? And if they do, what other team would logically take Russ and be able to utilize him? Because we both know Russ ain't going to a, a team unless he could be actually used and utilized. Yeah. So what what team would make the best sense for Russ? Uh it's gonna be hard because of his playing style. For order for Russ to be successful, you have to put the right system and the right players around him. Like a guy like Ben Simmons, just like but only thing about Russ, he just can he he just not scared to do anything more. But you have to put shooters around these type of guys right here. You have, you have to put shooters around these type of guys. Like in Houston, we had Robert Covington, uh, we had PJ Tucker running the four and all five because we traded Clint Capella earlier like in the trade deadline that year. And, and then we had yeah. him, the sole yeah. reason y'all traded him was to open the floor for floor, Russ. Yes, for Russ and James Harden. Yes, people, he was he would be pick and roll wasn't working, and he would sit in the paint every time Russ would go in the paint. So that right. takes him away. They takes him out of the equation. Now that the floor is opening up, the uh the floor is opening up. He can get to the basket anytime he wants to. He can do it. He can shoot the mid range jump shot. So that's why at least you're willing to put put uh lineups on the floor that can help that. Then you can maybe Russ does blossom. So, but so like I say, you don't got no legit shooters on the floor, like consistency wise. Probably Malik Monk, if you want to say him, Wayne Ellington, you can say him is a consistent. But far as other than that, you got really no consistency that can help this man. That can help this man kind of be successful either. That's why I say they they should very much kind of see what they hold on to him and see if he's gonna come along. Other than that. You gotta get his. You gotta get it. These type of teams, I understand what Jay said too, because again, you got teams with a bunch of names, bunch of Hall of Fame players, bunch yes. of egos, and you should still be able to hold off with LeBron James. Injuries happen every single day in any sport. You should be able. To, that's enough weapons to hold off when LeBron James get, gets back. Now he comes back Friday, so we're gonna against your Boston Celtics. We're gonna yep. see what would that make a difference at all. But like I say again, the the team. It's going to be hard taking Russell Westbrook because when the Rockets tried to trade him, it was hard. It was hard giving him up, even though we got a first-round pick for him, him and John Wall. So it's hard to see how his value is going to be, what team's going to want him. But, um, again, uh, it depends on what team would take him. If he wants to win a championship at this moment, but, again, his playing style, he wants to be that number one guy. He wants to be the man. Like you said, he wants to get back to his old ways. So um, when I look at, um, I wouldn't look at Utah other than that because that doesn't suit him because you got Gobert. I don't think it suits him. How about Sacramento? Sacramento, if you want to get Buddy Hill up out of there, that could be an option right there. That could be an option. Sacramento uh, probably is my best option right there. I, I, would, I would have to go with Sacramento. Sacramento, Buddy Hill, they don't want Buddy Hill. They, they just tried to trade him. Sacramento, you get out, you get off Russ, and you get back, you get back, Buddy Hill, a consistent shooter. I would say Sacramento would be probably a, a night, probably, probably uh, would take Russ. Yeah, I, for me, it's just I, the Lakers. The Lakers low key fumbled their bag real bad. Like no, yeah. they, they were making fun of Dennis Schroeder, and then I see where Dennis Schroeder got it from because yeah. they could have had Buddy Hill and Demar Derozan. Yeah, that's again. And yep. granted, Demar Derozan would not be playing at the MVP level. I get it. Yep. But he still would be he would have been a great piece in this offense. The only thing I have is this is my concern, right? I don't know if the Kings are willing to do that trade. Not only are they upset, yep. are they really gonna want Russ? Because then Russ is gonna try to yeah, take that's what I'm saying. Ball. Yeah, and you know, they're in love with them or De'Aaron Fox, which yep. I, I, I love him too. You know? I love him too. I love him too. So it's out of like here. it's like it's this weird thing where are they gonna want to, you know. Kind of put them in a spot where they're just like, you know, let's let's take them. I don't know if they'll want to. 
the only like there is one place I can think of that would probably take Russ. They'll get sick of him almost immediately. <laughs> be honest with you, but the 76ers. Oh man, that would kill Coach Spotlight. Don't do that. It dude. would. And it I, would I, kill I him. It would kill him. And he, and I, I, he wouldn't like it. Yeah. But if you have an aggressive guard, I mean, maybe that'll help. And Joel Embiid is a he can shoot. Yep. So there, you can have a couple plays where Joel Embiid is kind of in the corner, you know, like taking a couple yep. plays off to relax and decompress and breathe. Outside of that. I don't know where else he could really fit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm having a hard time to see where, where yeah. else could he fit. He can't. It's hard for him to fit no, somewhere because his playing style, him not wanting to take a back seat to anybody, him just worrying about these triple doubles and filling up the stat sheet is going to be hard, you know, for for him to uh be be anywhere, be anywhere. And what? How much value do he has? You don't know. We don't all we don't all know that. But again, uh, I feel like the only reason, like I feel like. Ben, like Ben Simmons can be successful if he switch a position, switches position to the four. See, I knew what you were saying. Like, for his point guard, point guard, I don't think he would be make a good point guard. For his four, I think he can do it because Anthony mean, Davis is outside, he's more yeah, outside. He should, what he needs to be, yeah, is a point forward. Yeah, 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 that's like, what I'm saying. That way, you can give him some opportunities to bring the ball up. Yo. You know what I mean? You give him, but then when he doesn't have it, instead of putting him in the short corner, you kind of yep. have him put his back to the basket. You know? yep. And that's kind of yep. my point where I'm I'm saying, you know, if if you could pitch it like that, because Ben Simmons doesn't want to play the floor because he kind of yep. does want ball handling responsibility, yep. which I get because in terms of running the floor, he's great. But there are other aspects where you can kind of finagle it a little bit because if, yep. if you can be like, yo, Ben, look, let's let, look, we're going officially, you're going to be on in, on the floor. However, mm-hmm. we're going. There's going to be times where you bring the ball up, and again, this isn't no different than what happened in Philly because there have yep. been times he didn't bring the ball up. Yeah, there were times where when he had Jimmy, Jimmy had Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler would bring the ball up. Danny Green would sometimes bring the ball up. Seth Curry would sometimes bring the ball up. Um, um, T.J. McConnell sometimes would bring the ball up. So it's yep. like it's not like Ben Simmons brings the ball up every single time, which kind of puts him in the position where you can kind of say, you know what. I'll play the point forward. Yep. I'll be all right. Because if he were to do that, I feel like I feel like right now, if he were to come out and say, you know what, I'm willing to do point forward, yep. his trade value goes through the roof. Goes through the roof because he's willing to play that forward position as well, where you don't have to keep the ball in his hands so much. Where I, I think he could be successful. And, and, and if he does that, guess what? Now there's no need for him to know a jump, to have a jump shot. Yep, yep, because you're going to be in the paint. You're going to be in the paint most of the time. Yeah. Now your yep. biggest problem is gone. Because yep. as much as we poop on Ben Simmons, he does have a nice post game. Yep, yep, he does. He's 16, he's very long, and yes. he can defend people in the post. He can defend people. You yep. can still put him outside on the best player. That doesn't mean you have to guard any inside player. You can still put him yes. on the best player. Exactly. You can still do that. Exactly. Like, that's kind of my whole thing when it comes to Ben Simmons. Yeah. This is in this weird spot kind of where – and uh, um, um, uh, Elena said this uh, a couple shows ago, and she hit it right. She said she said it, and it perfect. She's in the she's where Carmelo Anthony was a few years back, where he wants to start and he wants to be that guy. Yep. But you're just not that guy anymore. Yep. And you're gonna have to be willing to accept another role. And Carmelo came back. He was able to come back. Mm-hmm. Because when the Blazers, the Trailblazers had injuries, one and two, they said, "Look, when we bring you back, understand something: you're not, you're you're not going to be that guy. Like we got at least two guys better than you right now. Yeah, as much. I'm not talking about over in, in the talking about career. We're talking about right here, right now. The Carmelo Anthony we're getting because we're not getting 2015 Melo. This this ain't 2015 or 2012. This this ain't this ain't Denver Nuggets Melo. You feel me? This, yep. this is the Carmelo Anthony who was semi-retired and was um if I'm gonna say I think it was D-Wade's last game when the ball cut it was him and Chris Paul sitting there and the ball went out of bounds. He got it, he almost did a pump fake and he just let the ball go and sat down. That's <laughs> what we're getting, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's Melo we're getting. So they're kind you know, Russ is kind of in that same in that same atmosphere where he's gotta he's gotta understand that, he's gotta grit his teeth, 
and he needs to uh, he needs to understand. But speaking of understanding, this is a game I completely and utterly did not understand. Oh, Warriors, Molly whopped, Molly whopped the Nets, and here's and these are these also some of the scores of Warriors okay. 117 over the um, over the Nets 99, Jazz 120 over the 76 to 85, and the Clippers beat the Spurs 106 to 92. Here's my question. Was this really a surprise? Because I'll be honest with you, it blew me away. It, 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 like the way they blew them out, you would you would think that was a surprise. But other than that, the way they've been rolling, the way they've been rolling, it's kind of you know, it's the way they've been rolling. It makes it seem like it wasn't a surprise. But the the score is a surprising thing. The way they beat them, it was surprising because you did. We already knew Brooklyn don't play no defense. We already know Brooklyn have issues on the defensive side of the basketball. You, uh, they try to out, they try to outscore people basically. And Oregon, I mean, basically, uh, they beat. I mean, I said Oregon. I went there. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, go to state beat them at their own game. They outscored them, and they also played pretty decent defense. Uh, but it doesn't help if Kevin Durant uh doesn't goes uh six for not six for nineteen. It doesn't really help. If James Harden really not doing anything either, your two best players. Uh, but man, this Warriors team is on a level, another level. They'll to me right now, like I said on the morning show this morning, they are the best team in the NBA right now. They're the hottest team. They're the hottest team in the NBA right now, and they're twelve and two. We know they had. We know uh, they didn't have. They they had kind of had a iffy schedule. But like I said again, you got to play what's on your schedule. They don't make the schedule. You just play what's on the schedule. But they also got some good wins in now. Chicago, they were hot. They demand, They beat them. They beat them down. Uh, they beat uh, the Lakers. They beat the Lakers on opening night in the third quarter. They dominated. Uh, who else? Uh, they, they beat Charlotte, a good Charlotte team. They beat yes. them. Uh, so, again, they, they, they beat some pretty good teams. And now last night they beat the Brooklyn Nets on the road, on the road in a hostile environment. So, mm -hmm. again, you beat Kevin Durant, James Harden. And, and you beat a pretty good uh, Brooklyn team who's on a road on a road too. So again, uh, the Warriors are the best team, man. I, I love this team, man. Uh, like I say, I think when they get eighty percent Clay Thompson back, this team is gonna be a this team gonna be right back in in championship contender. This team is gonna be right back in championship contender once they get a if they get an eighty to seventy five percent Clay back and get him acclimated. Just don't you know how? I, yeah, you said it already before in in, in uh, the morning show. They're gonna be scary. They're gonna be a scary team, and if he's hitting those open jump shots too, as well, like how he's been doing. And yeah, this team came up in a drop together. They came yes. up, they would drop it together. They would drop it together, and so they already got the nucleus, the chemistry, and stuff like that. They have like a motion offense when everybody's moving without the basketball, what makes it hard to guard. Uh, Steph Curry moved that he doesn't just handle the ball; he moves without the ball really, really well. And if he's not moving without the ball, he's setting the screen for somebody uh, to get open. Their offense is just an all-around motion offense. Nobody is move, nobody is standing still. Nobody is stagnant. Uh, everybody just moving around, getting someone open, or coming off the screen, getting a shot. And I really like the way Steve Kerr put this offense together. Even though this was Mark Jackson's team, and he developed 100%. these guys, he developed these guys. He should be a head coach in this league, no doubt. I don't know why Mark Jackson is not a head coach, but he should be a head coach in this league. But yeah, that was a surprising beat down a little bit. But the Warriors are the best team in the uh, National Basketball League. Yeah, and I'm I'm there with you. You know what I mean? Um, I, I got the box score up here, courtesy of ESPN. Yep. By the way, notice how I gave them credit. Yep. Throw that out there. You know what I mean? And it was ESPN. You know, this wasn't my box score. Yep. So I'm just being a clown, but um, <laughs> I mean, when uh, when your team, look, I've said before, and I, I always say it, when when the team. When one team is shooting over 50% and the other yeah. is shooting under 40, yeah. it's called winning. You're not going to win. You're, you're not winning. Yeah, you know? you're definitely um, not winning that obviously game. Obviously, Kevin Durant yeah. didn't help matters. He was 6 for 19 with only 19 points. Um, James Harden, 6 for 13. You know, not, not mm -hmm. what we expected. A lot of his points came from the free throw line. Um, yeah. But if you really look at it, obviously, Steph Curry, you know, 37. Jordan Poole gave you 17. Andrew yeah. Wiggins, 19. Draymond gave you 11. So it's like I'm looking at it, and they have more guys in double figures in the starting lineup mm -hmm. than the Nets have in their entire team. 
they only have three guys in double digits. It's Brown, Durant, and Harden. Everyone else is in single digits. Mm -hmm. And then in their starting lineup, you got Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, Seth Curry, yep. Jordan Poole. So it's like I'm looking at it, and look, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Nets a, a little bit. I'm not gonna say a little bit of a pass, but I ain't gonna fully kill them. Yeah. No, I'm no, not for this. This is a this is a team. This is a team that's hot. Yeah, so this is a good basketball team. You don't kill them for this, right? Yeah, I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it just looked like because I would kill him if Kevin Durant balled out and this happened. Yeah, that's something different. Kevin Durant yep. had an off night. I want to see how they go from here. How they, you know, how they kind of, you know, handle their business mm -hmm. because I, I believe they'll be able to jump back. I just want to say one yep. thing to all the people who say the Golden State Warriors haven't played anybody. Shut up. Yep. That's it. At this point, just shut up. Yep. Just shut up because that tells me you don't know what you're talking about. Yep. That tells me that tells us you haven't watched the game. You haven't just watched flag, exactly, watch the game. Red flag. All you're doing is just you, you heard somebody say it, it sounded cool, and you just want to mm -hmm. that's really that's really how it comes off to me. You they be they dominate the team that the Lakers lost to twice. They okay, see the, the Lakers lost the wolves. The and, wolves. Beat, and beat the wolves. Convincingly and beat the Wolves. That's two teams that the Lakers lost. Lakers lost two 20-point leads to uh OKC. And they got dominated by the Timberwolves. That's two teams that the Warriors have beaten. So the Warriors basically beating their leftovers, basically. And they beat they throttled the Bulls. And the Bulls throttle LA. The Bulls throttle kill LA. So they basically beat teams for LA that the LA can't beat. Coach, you being too sensible, bro. You make no, I'm just saying, bro. We just have to let it Yo, that's what I've been saying, bro. I've been telling people, look here. I understand what y'all want to say, but at the end of the day, let's keep it in context. Yep. If the Warriors lose to OKC, if they lose to the Timberwolves, yep. we're slaughtering them. We're killing them, yep, basically. We're yep. killing them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're killing them. So it's like, I don't think it's fair. And now at this point, if they lose, are we going to kill them? Yes, we are. If they get dominated yep. by a low team, yes, because yep. now, now yep. they have even more expectations. Yep. You know what I mean? That's this just like what we do with the Lakers. We expect better from this team. Even if LeBron out, you still got a solid enough team to again, put up a great performance. Yep. He told me that, and when he told me that, I was like, you got it. Yep. I was like, that's what made me flip because I, get, yep. I was originally in the camp. We got to give them time. But when mm -hmm. Jay was like, look, without Braun, this is still a team that should make the playoffs. Yep. That I started listen and to be and during mm -hmm. the show I was saying no nah, you got to give him some time. I sat on it for a minute. I literally I, after the show I stopped. I sat on it. Yeah, I zoned out. And the only thing that stopped me was my daughter who threw her bottle at my neck, hit me. <laughs> I was like, what? She, it, it was empty, so she threw it at me. Yeah, that's what stopped me back. And when it snapped me, when I came back, I was like, fuck yo, Jay Wright, God damn it, like. Like yep. he, he he was, and I think I, I think you were agreeing with him too. Yeah, you yeah, guys uh, were yeah, yeah. At it From a different angle than yeah. I'll be honest, I was looking at it because mm -hmm. I was looking at it. You know, they all got a fit or whatever. You guys are looking at it like, hey, yeah, they got a fit, but this team still should make the play. They, they still should be good enough, even without LeBron James. We know LeBron James is the heart and soul to keep this team together. Mm -hmm. We're not saying he he doesn't fix all the issues. Right. And stuff like that. He fixed some of it, but he also the issue why this team because he put this team together and this is the team that he wanted. So if he fails, this team, if he fails, most of the time this team is gonna be on him because he wanted Russell Westbrook. He got him. He and all these players just came up to play with LeBron. He wanted Anthony Davis and he and he got him. He shook yeah. every young guy, he shook every young guy up out of there. Now they're doing better now. But now, even without LeBron, you still expect to make the playoffs. You're still a good enough team. You still got Russell Westbrook. You still got Carmelo Anthony that we knew that that was going to go to L.A. because he been wanting to play with LeBron. You still got Anthony Davis, when healthy, who's still dominant, who still can make helpful teams. You still got Avery Bradley that can play uh, basketball, that can defend. You still got Wayne Ellington. You still got good enough. You're still good enough to make a playoff push, to be a six or fifth seed. You're still good enough. Yeah, and again, we also need to consider that not only has Steph kind of, you know, clearly been balling out of his mind, mm -hmm. um, but you also need to, get, like, look at the plus minuses. Look at these plus minuses. Plus 17, mm -hmm. plus 10, plus 11, plus 16, plus 4. And then you look over to the Nets, minus 24. My, no, like, there's only two people 
like look at this two guys plus one um thomas played 15 minutes johnson had uh five minutes minus 14 for the marcus aldridge uh edwards had a plus nine sharp had a plus nine but if you're looking at it it's like it's like to me I, 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 I'll, I'll, end, I'll wrap it up with this, bro. Yeah. Oh, just respect going to stay at this point, bro. Yeah. That's it. Bro. Man, like I say again, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter I ever seen in my life. Not gonna be, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Me? Yeah. I'm taking Clay. Clay? Only okay. That, that's not, that's seen, not bad. Yeah, only because I've seen Clay. When you're a guy who can make more shots than you take dribbles, you're special. Yep. However, me personally, I don't care who you got your two. Whoever's one, and I'm talking about between Steph and Clay. Whoever's one, the other one is two. Yeah, everybody else is chasing. Everybody, right yeah, everybody else is chasing. That's it. Those, like those that. are the top two, top two, probably all time greatest shooters of all time. They yeah. both can pretty much do the same thing. But what I like about Steph Curry, uh, they both, well, they both come, they both can come off screens and shoot it, shoot that quick jump shot. You'll be like. You'll be like, that's just like a quick punch, like a quick punch when you don't see it coming. They just automatically just, uh, you you never know when they're gonna pull up. You that's you never know. You cannot time a block. You never know when they're gonna pull up and shoot it in your face because they both can shoot deep. Clay yeah. Steph Curry can also dribble. He's an underrated dribble yes. with nobody give him credit for. But they both they 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 these guys are the top five, if not one and two greatest shooters of all time that guy ever seen in my entire life. Hundred percent, I, I agree with you there. Because at the end of the day, man, it, it, I just I like them. I yeah, I, yeah. I, I like them. I think they should be respected. Yeah, they definitely should. And speaking of respect, that's what some teams did not treat the NFL with. Oh. Um, I'm telling you, man. I was watching some of these games, bro, and I, I peed my pants. I even go hold you. And like, this is not a joke. Yeah, I peed my pants. Like after after I had to actually. Go change because of how weak I was. Um, coach, Ooh, I, want my good, yeah. me, I want you to give me three teams, right? I want you okay. One team that performed good, one team that performed bad, and one team that performed absolutely hideous. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna start with the uh. So uh, I'm gonna start with the uh. Good. I think I think the New England Patriots. That wasn't good. That was great. That was awesome. That was an awesome performance. Uh. Uh, so that that's gonna lead me into this topic alone right here. The the New England Patriots is great. I think Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick found his quarterback of the future. He found the next Tom Brady, the accurate guy. Uh, this defense, Matthew Judon has been a big addition to this team. Uh, Kyle Ben Noid, you got uh J.C. Jackson emerging. Uh, you got the McCordy twins still can do it at a high rate. But that running game, that dude Stevenson. Is a monster. That dude Stevenson is a monster when he gets some carries. Uh, and then you got uh you got that receiving core is coming along. So again, look out for New England, man. They're gonna be dangerous if you have to play them in the playoffs. They're gonna be dangerous. But Matt Jones, I'm not gonna I'm not saying he's gonna be better than people down any rookie down the road, but he's the best rookie to come out of this draft right now. He's the best one to come out of this draft right now. And you got the bad. It's obviously, man. You got the Cleveland Browns, man. Cleveland Browns look look a, a total disaster right now without Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield. I think he had that. He been hurt it that torn labrum mm -hmm. since week two when he played Houston. When he played my team, he had that torn labor. Then he got a leg injury. So it's a difference between when you're injured, when you're hurt, when you're hurt, you don't play. When you're injured, you can kind of give it a go. But it's clearly. So I don't think Baker Mayfield is the future of this team. I really don't. I think. Uh, I think they. They. I don't think. I was a GM. I'm not giving him no extension. Uh, I'm not giving Baker Mayfield no extension. He is not the guy from Cleveland. I don't think he's the guy from Cleveland because he has inconsistent years and he has some good years. Then he go back to being inconsistent. This year he goes back the same thing. Plus he out. He playing through injuries. Plus the the way the team looked against New England. You mean to tell me this this is this is this is Cleveland football? This is not Cleveland football. And then the ugly. Well, we're gonna have to go to Pittsburgh. Oh Plus, my god! Uh, oh my! <laughs> oh my god! That was the ugliest game of the day. The windy cold game. Um, both teams shot themselves in the foot. Jared Goff just not a good quarterback. He's just not a good quarterback at all. You, you was uh seven of thirteen pretty much the entire game before you kind of got hot a little bit. You were seven of thirteen for forty yards. You couldn't get anything going, but they do got uh DeAndre Swift. It's proven to be a good running back. He had 30 carries. 
He ate him up on the ground. Pittsburgh also lost the game themselves. Um, Mason Rudolph shouldn't be throwing no 50 times. Thank, uh, thank he, you. Yes, he shouldn't be throwing nowhere near 50 times. Now you have uh, you have Najee Harris in the backfield. Why can't I get 30 carries? Then you messed up a goal line stand where you threw the ball every single play on the goal line. You threw the ball every single play and not give it to Najee Harris one time. Not let him get in the end zone one time. Then Keontae Johnson, where you could have went out of bounds, he had a he fumbles the football. Then you had the Lions missing a field goal that would have gained him the win. So again, that was the ugliest game. New England was great. Yes, the, that day and and uh, just like I say, Baker Mayfield, Cleveland was just poor. They were just bad. And and you 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 really got it um, for me. Um, the good, obviously, the New England Patriots. Uh, I obviously, I'm, I'm Matt Jones. That's that. Quarterback. Listen, I'll be honest. I was a little skeptical. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little skeptical. Yeah. Because I was my main concern was how we're and basically, I feel like with Matt Jones, we needed to give him the start from the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, if we don't give that to him, we're now setting a dangerous. Um, a dangerous thing where it almost seems like we don't believe in him. And the thing is, Mac Jones needs he needs the confidence from everybody. Because remember, Jason Stidham was was Bill Belichick's guy. That was the original yep. backup. And we still went and got another quarterback. So there were already questions. So my thing was, as long as we give him to start week one, we'll be okay. We gave it to him. Been running with it since. This guy is hitting dots with Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. That was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Oh my god! Listen, <laughs> that was beautiful. Listen, you give this kid one elite receiver. Yeah. Just imagine. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Give him one elite receiver, and I'm telling you this right now. This kid is throwing 30, 35 times a game. And yep. Dare I say again? Take this with a grain of salt, because I'm a New England Patriots fan. This kid is winning MVP. This I can kid, see it. Come down down the road. I can see it. I can definitely see it. If he's that accuracy now, yep. imagine in three, four years when not only he has more confidence in himself, he's used to the offense and he's developing his game. You give him one elite receiver. Yep. This kid, you know what I mean? And again, what I like about him, he fits what Bill Belichick likes. Yep. He'll be athletic. Don't be yep. I don't care. Can you stay in the pocket, break down a defense, and deliver the ball? Yes, that's what I want. Yep, and that's what he's I'm, been doing. Sixty-nine um, completion percentage proves it all. That's pretty. That's high. For exactly. that's high. Some of the right. some of the uh, veteran quarterbacks in the NFL don't got that uh, completion percentage right yes. now. Yes, and 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 like, and that's something that people kind of you know kind of poo poo on and be like, oh my god, well you know this kid, you know, um, he's not he's not that nice if you really think about it. You know the 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 stuff he's doing. You know, he's not throwing, you know, he's he's only doing check downs. He's not throwing it deep. And I'm like, well, let's play this game then. Yep. Right now he's got 2,000. And by the way, I am, let me actually pull this up. Um, I, and I'm also going to give credit. This is the NFL, the NFL's official website. NFL.com. This is the NFL's official website, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, 3,000. Mac Jones, 2,000. 333 yards. Yep. That is above Kyler Murray. Matt, and by the way, I understand Kyler Murray had, yep. um, you know, he, he missed some games. I understand that. Yep. But I, at the end of the day, he still has more passing yards than Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Taylor Heineke, Jalen Hurd, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, Sam Donald, and Trevor Lawrence, right? Yep. Everyone praises how Dak Prescott can throw the ball. <laughs> I'm going to say this one more time. They praise how great Dak Prescott is at throwing the ball. He, he, he's not, he's not out-throwing Matt, well, Matt, Matt Jones that, like a lot right now. Yep. He's really not. He's really striking. There's uh, Of the guys with 2,300 yards, it's him, it's Matt Jones, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, and Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Which, like, he's about to break the record with that Dak Prescott himself is holding for best completion percentage in your rookie year. He's going to snap it. Yep. And by the way, 
yards per attempt. And this might go right here. 7.2. 7.2. You know who that's the same as? Justin Herbert. Justin, yo. Who has 2,500 yards? I'm, I'm going to continue because, listen, this is my guy. Yep. This is my guy. People want to poo-poo on it. Guess what? He's actually throwing the ball. How many attempts he's got? 323. He's actually flinging the ball. Now, again, I'm not going to make any type of debate that this guy is, you know, the greatest in the history of the NFL. I'm not making that debate at all. But I'm just saying we need to respect this kid. Yeah. At the bare minimum, just respect him. Yep. Ugly, the Cleveland Browns definitely look. They yep. scored on their – I believe it was their in the first quarter. I think yep. it might have been their first drive they scored a touchdown. They, yeah, they, they, they scored on the first drive, I believe. Yep. Ever since then, they didn't know what they were doing. Now, look, I've said this before. I thought we had a chance because they were going to – they basically were going to tell um, Baker Mayfield, look, kids, you're going to have to lead us. We've yep. seen Baker Mayfield do it, but we have also seen him look poop, poop the bed. Look bad, yep. Look so bad. He looked bad that, Sunday. Right. He, it it yep. was horrible. And obviously, <laughs> the ugly, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, oh, look, yeah. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is dog shit. <laughs> this, let's, let's. Let's not tap dance around it. Let's not tiptoe. Nope. Mason Rudolph is dog shit. Yeah. And to sit there and pretend that he should have been throwing the ball 50 times, 100%, I disagree with that. Najee Harris should have gotten more touches. All of a sudden, trusting Mason Rudolph to throw the ball. You know, 50 times. Not 50 only 50 times. times. Like you said, that goal line drive. That goal line drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, yeah. they're trusting him with that? Like, that's completely utterly absurd. I said this. I said this before I say it again. The intro and outro to his career of Mason Rudolph's like highlight when he but it's all said and done and they make a highlight role for him. The intro and outro is gonna be Miles Garrett hitting him with his own helmet, and then in between <laughs> it's just gonna be the video or, or the photo that they that they photoshop with him having that dent right here. That that's his entire highlight reel. Yeah, that's it. A quick 30 that's second it. thing. So why they did that, I don't know, but you know, we both agree it yep. was all hideous. Um before we wrap it up. Um, obviously, we got some good games coming up. Thursday night, the four or five Falcons host the greatest organization, organization that ever graced God's green earth, uh, led by Bill Belichick, the former home of the greatest quarterback ever, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., the 64 Patriots. Um, real quick, who do you think gets the win? I'm gonna stay with the hot team. I'm gonna go with the Patriots, uh, beating uh, the uh, Falcons at home. I, I don't know if it's at home or on the road, I think it's on the road, but I'm still taking the uh, Patriots. I love their defense. I love the way Matt Jones uh it's is doing for a group in it's Atlanta. Atlanta. They they still will be they still will uh beat Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan them looked at bad too uh mm -hmm. last weekend. They got blown right up out the they did they forgot they had a football game uh uh that Sunday. uh Sunday. Yep. But yeah, I got Matt Jones, man, in his defense uh for the New England Patriots. And that that dude Stevenson is very good, a very good man. I like, him. I like yes. him. I, I'm I'm with the Patriots too, however. We can't just rest now. We can't just yep. act because we dominated the Browns because we've seen the, like the Falcons, them having four wins right now is something not a lot of people expected. If you give the Falcons an opportunity, they will they will try to steal it from you. Yep. So I I, I believe we will win. We just gotta hold out, uh, go out, handle our business, make sure that we don't give them any type of opportunity to come back. Yep. This was fun, bro. It was all it was fun, man. I appreciate you for having me up here, man. Man, I hope I wish you could have come on the fadeaway podcast with us, man. Where that we about to have in a minute. We talk NBA talk, but man, it was fun having having me up here. You know, as a matter of fact, throw me an invite. Why not? I got I'm, you. I'm free going I'm, there now. I'm, I'm, the only thing is, I'm probably gonna have my kids up, so there'll be a little background noise as long as that's straight. All right, all right cool. So right. follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. You know, y'all you, know the whole shindig. Facebook at Prideful Takes. We'd be going live if you ain't got Facebook. No excuse. Because we got a YouTube at Prideful Takes. Follow us on the website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast there, uh, but we have also original articles. Check us out on Spotify and now on Apple Podcasts. You can take us on the go at Prideful Takes Podcast. On behalf of Dante, your boy Pride, appreciate you guys spending some time with us, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Be safe. I knew where that was going.
That was a great read. Oh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. 